Hey, this is Kevin. Before we start the show, I want to make sure you are aware that at 10 a.m. on Friday, April the 2nd, I will be hosting an international live broadcast. I hope you will join me and friends around the world for this powerful message entitled God's Gift of Opportunity. You can join me on Zoom, Facebook Live, or YouTube for this powerful message. Regardless of your time zone, look for it at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday, April the 2nd. I'll see you there. Welcome to the Audacious Generosity Podcast. Here we celebrate giving without the pressure to give. Audacious generosity is where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Now, here's your host, Kevin White. Good morning. It's March 30th. You're listening to Audacious Generosity Podcast, and I'm your host, Kevin White. Thank you so much for being in the audience today. Huge shout out to everyone in the United States, India, United Kingdom, Thailand, Philippines, Pakistan, Kenya, Lithuania, South Korea, Iran, Germany, Align Islands. If I didn't call out your country, email me, kevin at kevinwhite.us. Let me know who you are, where you're listening from. I would greatly appreciate it. I hope you'll subscribe to the show. You'll get it free every single Tuesday morning. If you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, will you please leave a five-star review? Give us feedback. We would greatly appreciate your contribution in making the show even better. Today's episode is not going to disappoint. I am talking with my new friend, Sue Donaldson. She interviews me for her podcast, Make It Count podcast. And this is excerpts of the interview. And we are going to be discussing how we move from being bitter to being blessed. It's a form of God's generosity to us. It's called biblical forgiveness, and it's changed my life. I remember going into a time of prayer, absolutely mad at God and coming out a free man as I have forgiven my father, myself, and false expectations toward God. Here we go. Please welcome to the show, my friend, Sue Donaldson. Tell us about your story and how you got led into building this wonderful nonprofit and also writing the book. Okay. All right. Well, born in North Carolina, unfortunately, my parents really were challenged in their relationship and they divorced whenever I was 12. Faith has always been a part of my life. We did go to church as a family, but unfortunately, the love of Christ never really found its way into our home. And so I grew up very disillusioned. I I did what I was told to do as far as, and I understood the gospel and the need for salvation whenever I was 10 and I was baptized but I never really understood lordship. I'd never been discipled at all about the need to have a daily walk, the opportunity to have a daily walk with God. When you say you're disillusioned, would you, as a younger person, would you blame it on your parents? I mean, people can be disillusioned in their faith and walk away. It sounds like you were disillusioned in that you didn't know God was really in charge of your life. Can yeah, you I, I really think it's more of a result of the the climate of of that particular era. I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church, and the the culture was 
fire and brimstone and you need your fire insurance. And I went forward and got my fire insurance. And there really wasn't a, we had Sunday school and different things, but there today there's an emphasis on discipleship and, and really knowing the word. And I'm sure there was then, and it's probably some of my family culture, as you did mention about my parents, but I wouldn't blame them. I mean, it is what it is. I don't feel victimized at all. I just feel like that's a part of my story, like it or not, it's, it's there in my past. And And see, that's a mature, that's a mature response Mm -hmm. uh, to, because we're all victims of something, right? Sure. But but we We live in a fallen world. Yeah. Yeah. And we can get stuck in our victimization so that we don't serve God and glorify God. So I had interrupting you. (laughs) That's fine. Please do. I had a professor in college that really broke the word history down to his story. And that has always given me a great perspective. Yes, Mm -hmm. we have baggage and we have been victimized out the wazoo in one way Mm -hmm. or another. But in respect to that overarching the is the sovereignty of god and and we are all products of his story and i'm so grateful so whenever i was 17 years old a friend of mine had gone on a mission trip and had invited me to her finale concert of this gospel choir team and i went and saw a group of of teenagers my age that really had a joy of the lord and a and a passion for Jesus. And it really caught my attention. And I remember just praying, God, if there's more to you than I realize, I want to know it. Mm. And he answered that prayer. I Mm. really, I don't, I, I had no witness. It wasn't in a Pentecostal church. So there wasn't a, a lot of emphasis on the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the presence of the Holy Spirit. But I look back and and God really gifted me with his spirit that gave me a hunger for the word. I, reading was a chore. I was not a good student in school. I didn't like to read. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting on my bed instead of partying with my friends, reading the Bible for hours wow. upon hours. And God just really used that season, my senior year in high school, to transform me from the inside out. And wow. that was really my first witness of true peace. He had a volatile childhood. Every holiday, every family vacation erupted in my parents' drama of their dysfunction in their marriage. And so now I'm, I'm experiencing a peace from within and a love that I'd never experienced before. My parents loved me. I loved them, but they lacked the skills to really show that love uh, a lot of times, especially when, when they were really hurting in their own marriage. But God got my attention, and I surrendered my life more to Him, and I really found myself as a 17-year-old lacking purpose, lacking mission. And I look back, and that was really... Now I I believe God wants us to experience him as master because he has this gift of a mission for each and every one of us. Amen. And, and Amen. I, but I to learn that at seven, you have to learn that at 17. Yeah. 17 year olds are out skateboarding. And so <laughs> I didn't try to make a million dollars. Yeah, I know? wasn't perfect in that. And yeah, the millennials are very challenged to really want to go big really fast. Yeah. But it was it was a daily grind for years upon years because I actually took into my relationship with God a lot of baggage. So I was called into the ministry that senior year in high school. I went to Bible college. My wife and I married in college. That's a sweet story. And then we had our kids and I started in ministry, pastoring churches. And then I really was drawn to a church planning project where we just moved into a community to help start a church. 
And wow. I had worked on that for three years. They ended up dismissing me after I bled, sweat, and teared for this congregation to be to grow. And God really worked in spite of me. They decided that they wanted to dismiss me as pastor. And I was broken. I felt so betrayed by God. And mm-hmm. and the dismissal didn't happen because of anything financial or sexual. It was I was a workaholic really trying to prove to my dad he had in his form of discipline would scream at me as a child, Kevin, you'll never amount to anything. And so here I was, a minister of the gospel, still trying to amount to something. And Mm -hmm. I really, I really had entered into this performance trap in bondage to the fear of failure. It really was shaping, unfortunately, my walk with God in a very negative way. I I look back now and I see I wasn't fired as much as I was set free, but it took that, it took that train wreck, if you will, experience to really put me flat on my back spiritually to where I was either going to have to ball up my fist at God for the rest of my life and hate him, or I was going to have to really come to terms with this anger and bitterness and resentment that I had in my heart toward him. All of a sudden, unexpectedly, God started blessing our family. We just kept building. God multiplies. It's a miracle that God provided us many times when we needed it the most. What's your generosity story? Check out some heartwarming stories at generosityofgod.com and share your story. You'll find amazing stories. He said, hey, this is for you, and asked me to take what uh, was in his hands. It was exactly 10,000 rupees. I was so overwhelmed and uh, shocked by God's goodness. As she did that, Paige went on out to her vehicle, loaded it in the trunk of her car, and she said, hey, God, what now? Miraculous stories by ordinary people just like you. Go to generosityofgod.com and share your story today. How do you swallow an elephant? Well, the answer is one bite at a time. Hi, I'm Kevin White, and I'm inviting you to subscribe to Generously Blessed, my free one-minute motivation series. In Romans 12, verse 2, God says we are transformed as we change our minds. When you subscribe to Generously Blessed, I will send you a personal email Monday through Friday and coach you day by day into a life generously blessed by God. Go to kevinwhite.us and subscribe now. It will be one minute a day you'll not regret. I guarantee it. Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity, was an instant international bestseller on Amazon. Audacious Generosity is now available worldwide on Amazon in paperback, hardback, ebook, and audiobook. You'll find the Audacious Generosity ebook on Apple Books, Kindle, Google Play, and all the popular online ebook stores. The Audacious Generosity audiobook was recorded by Kevin himself, and reviewers are loving it. The audiobook can be found online in over 40 audiobook stores worldwide, including Audible, Apple, Google, and more. Buy Audacious Generosity for yourself. Gift it to your family and friends for the holidays. Discover why Audacious Generosity was an instant bestseller. Audacious Generosity is all about you enjoying a living relationship with God that's fueled by courage, characterized by freedom, and overflowing with audacious generosity. Get your copy today.
a wiser older friend of mine who's 94 who told me once that our problems either make us bitter or better. Mm -hmm. And so you just said that I wanted to say that you you were at a crossroads at, and such a young age too. I mean, you were just three years in the pastorate. It's not very long. Mm -hmm. And to be hurt in the area in which you knew you were called mm -hmm. is doubly hurtful where you could question God or question your hearing. Are mm -hmm. you really hearing from God? Did they actually say we're letting you go because you're a workaholic? No, no. Okay, um, there was just conflict out. between us, um, mm -hmm. between the leadership, and I was a very insecure leader. I took things the wrong way, and I responded the wrong way. I really, unfortunately, demonstrated that I cared more about my perspective and opinions than I did the people that God had entrusted in front of me. And I Hard really lesson. deserved, I deserved to be fired. And I <laughs> grieved later after I really went through some healing and really finding freedom in, in my identity in Christ on a level that I'd never experienced before. And, and it took discipleship. I had never really been discipled in my identity in Christ. Wow. Never knew that I don't have to preach and he still loves me. I don't have to tithe and he still loves me. Right. And all of a sudden ministry went from a have to, in my perspective, to a get to to a gift, a gift of life and a privilege of opportunity by, by my Heavenly Father. We all struggle with relying upon ourselves versus relying upon God. Mm -hmm. And when I have this low level of anxiety, things aren't going to go well. I think I'm relying upon myself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm not supposed to be nervous if I'm speaking to 200 women. That's mm -hmm. different. But the fact is, is that, oh, if I'm so nervous or if I'm insecure, my, I'm obviously thinking that my security is based on myself and not on who I am in God. So you learned a beautiful lesson, a very painful way, mm -hmm. but yeah. good. But All we good. serve a God that raises beauty out of the ashes. Yes. And yes. in some way, shape or another, every human is going to face a graveyard at some point in their life. Something's going to go the wrong way in a way that we never expected. And right. maybe it's not a parent's divorce, and maybe it's not a sexual violation or a financial failure or whatever, but there's it's a graveyard okay. in all of our past. And mm -hmm. you're right, we can either trust that over to God and let Him make us better. Otherwise, the only other option is to just stay bitter. And, and that's, a, that's as bad as a cancer is physically to our physical bodies. And so friends discipled me in freedom in Christ, and one of the exercises was just biblical forgiveness. I really processed the forgiveness of my father, and that really broke the stronghold of rejection over my life that I had been carrying into all of these leadership situations and, and churches that I had served and everything. I didn't realize that there was such a stronghold of rejection, and it wasn't anything that I woke up one day and chose. It, it really was this, this spiritual cloud that really was impacting me. My dad didn't really mean to reject me, but that's how it came across when he would scream, you'll never amount to anything. I felt rejected. And that's really when when the offense of rejection entered into my life. And then these leaders just talking about the length of my message and the different things about the church life, I took it personal and I sure. responded out of rejection and I just made their concerns. I made it worse. And we, we ended up in a war basically that didn't even have to take place, but did. And I was released as, as pastor, but that really brought a beautiful part of, of life. It's as if, if let's say they hadn't been the church that would let you go and you continued in it, you would have 
been stunted in your growth mm -hmm. uh, a lot longer. And so the fact is that God gifted you with that early early pain in your 20s. It sounds like you were in your 20s. Yeah. And which we're still learning who we are in our 20s, even though we think we know who we are. Mm -hmm. And the fact that God graced you with that hard time shows how much more he wanted to use you. And I'm also thinking of legacy, the legacy of our parents on what the words that they give us mm. is something that we can repeat into our own children or mm -hmm. not. And mm -hmm. I'm sure that you've been very cognizant mm. in raising your own children. Not that you're a perfect parent, but the in doing things differently. Is that the case? Yeah. Words definitely are powerful. They can either curse or they can bless. It's very necessary that we be careful what we say. And we're not going to be perfect, but we can deal with that by saying, I'm sorry. And yeah, I've done exactly. that a lot with my own children, just going back and just saying, hey, I raised my voice. I screamed when I shouldn't have. That was wrong. It was an improper response. I'm sorry. I need you to mm -hmm. forgive me. All of my kids would share with you that I'm a very imperfect father, but I have asked for forgiveness when necessary mm -hmm. and tried to minimize conflicts and deal with conflicts and move on. Even teach my own children how to biblically forgive me, forgive one another. I mean, we're all human, but I, I think that they at least know how to biblically forgive. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Audacious Generosity podcast. Join us next week as we open our hands up to God and let him fill them for the Great Commission. <laughs>